0: The Rose, OHSU's Employee Recognition Program, has supported members since 1992. By nominating an OHSU member, you are joining the community in thanking them for their service excellence. Anyone can nominate an OHSU member for the award, a patient, supervisor, or fellow employee, for service beyond the normal scope of their job. It's Tuesday, July 7th, and this is OHSU Week. Well, thank you for joining me on OHSU Week. Let's get started. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us about your
1: role at OHSU? My name is Harold Odiambo. I'm a State of Oregon certified uh, medical interpreter. And so, in my role at OHSU, I, I get to do medical interpretation in many different aspects, actually, at OHSU, I'd say in many different departments. Most of the departments, I, I'm pretty much all, I'm an all-rounder at OHSU. What do you do as a medical interpreter? I get to be with uh, patients in uh, a lot of the, in a lot of their, uh, I would say, day-to-day meetings with, uh, with the providers. And uh, a lot of them, some could be just like normal doctor visits, others would be probably through surgeries, others are normally like either through deliveries, And others would be sometimes uncomfortable situations in terms of uh, same, like maybe when it comes to oncology, you know. so like when you have to kind of give information and let the clients know that, oh, somebody has, uh, this person is cancerous, or this is what is going on, or like maybe they've lost a baby and so many other things. So I would say just, just apart from interpretation, making them to get to understand like exactly what's going on. So I just not look at it as interpretation because sometimes interpretation is normally also interpreted in the wrong way. You know, it's just like a back and forth information. So, but a back and forth information sometimes doesn't give you the the correct and accurate information. Uh, So what I know is that as I'm with them in the day to day uh, visitation is also Making also the providers get to know and understand the dynamics with the patients, and part of that is also just getting to understand the cultural aspects you know of where the of where the patients come from. and sometimes why sometimes culture could be a barrier, you know it could either be a barrier or it could be a plus. Sounds like you're doing
0: much more than interpretation.
1: <laughs> <Just> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. What motivates you in your role? Getting to deal, getting to deal with the patients I get to deal with at OHSU. And I would say not only at OHSU, at many other uh, different provider places, but more so at OHSU is uh, getting to see that uh, this particular population that I'm dealing with, they're getting, they're getting help. And it's normally help from many different aspects it could, it it will be helped through the providers it will be helped through with the, at the pharmacy it could be helped through the community health workers it could be helped with the caseworkers and just getting to know that they're being taken care of it's my it's my biggest uh, satisfaction and why i say that is because one thing that i get to see is and what people sometimes i believe don't really understand is the population the population that i deal with they are are actually refugees, and getting to know and understand what they have gone through is normally quite a critical thing. So for me, getting to know and understand what they've gone through person by person is what drives me to make sure that they are getting the best help possible. I'm assuming you build a lot of relationships. Yes, yes, I have. What inspires you to make a difference when i look at the the life and circumstances these patients have gone through you know in their life before getting to come to uh, to be in the in the us is what i get to see as my motivational factor because like i get to i get to see them on the onset when they when they come into the country getting to talk to them one on one as a family a lot of them you find these are pretty big families. You're looking at a family of about nine, 10, sometimes even 13 people, you know. Uh, but then at that time I get to have a session, getting to talk with them one-on-one, you know, just getting to know them. In in the, the the main aspect of getting to know them is to get to understand what is the next step forward. And part of what is the next step forward is a lot of it is trying to look at, you know, what are the health challenges that they are facing because it's the first time they're visiting the clinical aspects in the US. So you'd find at that particular point, then I get to find out this person maybe like needs immediate medical attention in this, you know, at this particular point, and this person is this, this person is this. And and then also during that, during that particular period, a lot of them get to open up with me you know because first and foremost for them to get to open up they have to get to trust you you know and the good thing is that they 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 are actually talking to somebody they get to hear who understands their language that's 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 a very big thing and also gets to understand their culture and also gets to give them that kind of respect that they need and so that way they are able to get to share with me information that uh whatever they've gone through A lot of the situation is normally heartbreaking you know so at that particular point you know it's also for me i look at it that i want to make sure that they're going to get the best because they've already come from really extremely difficult situations and also at that particular point i also get to when when i get to talk to them i get uh, what i get to hear and understand that some of them have been in the refugee camps for like even 20 years, 30 years. So some of them have been there most of their life. They didn't have even a chance of going to school, of getting to get to do anything for themselves, you know, and when they talk to you about letting you know about the medical conditions they had there. So what I normally look at their medical condition, I normally look at it as kind of like there's a difference for them in life, whereby if there's a serious situation, they cannot, it cannot be taken care of because wherever they are the medical facility there is just as good as useless you know it's kind of like a patchwork for them so a lot of them come with a lot of things that need like immediate attention so at that at that particular session i get to see and find out all this and that's why for me i'm like i'm just driven by their stories and what i get to see you know to for me to make sure that yes i want to make sure there's a difference for them in life. Sure. Makes me feel
0: good that you're one of the first people that these refugees are talking to.
1: You're an amazing representative. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. What would you say is your dream role? My dream role is uh, being there for them. I look at that, yes, as a dream role because they know that they're able to have somebody who has kind of like a support system for them support system in the sense that uh, whenever they need something, they know there's somebody who, who can also help them get to advocate get to, you know, help them in many situations that a lot of people really don't do that. They'll come to the clinic and sometimes half of the time, they're not listening to you. And I get to, I get to capture that. I get to see that. And when I talk about, they're not listening to you is, they're looking at, they have a medical bill, probably they were sent in the mail, or they have these mails that have come in and they don't know what is all in this mail, thanks to the way we get a lot of junk in our mail, (laughs) you know, and they could be having a situation whereby a particular family probably is here and they still have a family back at home, you know, here they are in this medical setup, uh, getting treatment, but their mind is still way back at way back at the camp uh, for the particular person that the, uh, was left behind. Or sometimes you're looking at, maybe this person has been here three months and all of a sudden they're being told, okay, tomorrow you have to start paying rent. You know, so they're looking at what am I gonna do? How am I gonna start doing it? They have the electricity is gonna be shut down. You know, or like the kid all of a sudden has decided, I'm not going back to school because probably this kid is being bullied at school and this kid just decides, you know, tells the parents, I don't want to go back to school anymore. You know, so this, this particular patient has so much trouble going on in their mind at that particular time. And sometimes here we are trying to give them treatment, but yet half of, half of whatever we are talking about is not there. So, I would say in, in my role, I get to capture that because I, I get to, the good thing is because I get to see them from the onset. So then, I get to know exactly what's going on at that particular time, and I can be able to get to intervene and ask what's going on. And then we can be able to get to address what's the situation. And I'll give you an example. There was a time uh, we had a patient at CDRC, and so we were talking about these kids' neurodevelopment and the mom uh, had this bill where she uh, she was told that if she doesn't pay 500 for the electrical bill, so it's gonna be shut off by the next day. For her, she's looking at, she can't see her not having electricity. She doesn't know how to get to explain to her kids that she doesn't have money to pay for the electrical bill. So here we are discussing like important issues whereby sometimes most likely this patient is gonna be going for surgery uh, pretty soon, but the mom's mind is pretty much not there. You know, So as we get to talk, she's just saying yes, but she's not really saying yes to the treatment, but it's like she wants to get to dismiss us really quick and so that she can get to see how she gets help. So when I noticed something like that, then I actually alerted the providers and I was like, as even though we are talking, I believe uh, this mom is not really understanding so much what we're talking about. It's not that information is being is lost in the translation, but it's because I see there's something bothering her. And so they were really surprised, They were like, how do you know that? And I said, I, I, I could see I, I can just get to see because I've been with this mom in particular in, in different appointments, and today she's not what she's not just the same way she is so then we actually actually paused and uh, asked the mom what's going on so they told me to ask the mom what's going on so when i asked the mom in in in, in swahili that's the time she removed the letter and said that she her, her electricity is going to be shut off by tomorrow and so at that particular point so we had to call one of the social workers and uh, they made sure that her bill was going to be taken care of and when we told her and assured her that her bill is going to be taken care of All of a sudden, there's a difference in her, you know, the smile in her face and just to get her back into into the into the situation that we're talking about. And then getting for her to getting to learn and understand that now, yes, her son is going to get help through surgery and things like that. It made a whole big difference. And this is just one amongst many. And there are always like so many things like that that goes on. But just to let you know, yeah, my dream role getting to get to know to capture something and make sure that it's, it's being taken care of as we are also taking care of the, the medical part of it.
0: How would you describe yourself in one
1: sentence? Oh my God. <laughs> oh, wow, that's that, that's really hard to describe yourself that way. For me, I would say uh, just a simple human being, just being there, making sure that uh, I'm getting to do what is good for the for the community what would you say is the wisest thing you've ever heard? There are so many proverbs that I've had and all that, but there's this one that uh, I'd actually say two kind of like really wise things that have captured me so much. There's one that, this was actually by Warren Buffett. And it said that someone is sitting in the shed today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. Something like that, I put it back into the patient clinical aspect. The patients are thriving today because somebody was there to make sure, to to give them that uplifting hand. They can thrive, their life can go on and everything because, yes, there was somebody who noticed, you know, even the most little minute thing for them to move to move on.
0: What do you consider your greatest strength?
1: most of the time getting to identify when there is a need in the patient's eye, when nobody else gets to when nobody else gets to see that, I think I would look at that as my greatest strength because you know we could be there sitting with somebody, but a lot of people would not notice what is going on. but for me, I can be able to get to can I can be able to get to see and see that there's something that's going on. So they say identifying situations that's not identifiable.
0: <laughs> I'm guessing a lot of compassion in there. Yes. <laughs> Who would you credit with helping you achieve your personal or professional goals?
1: I mean, definitely. I would. I would, I would uh, credit a lot of people in terms of my, in terms of my personal growth. I mean, like when I look at way down the lineage, I would look at my late grandfather. My late grandfather was. Uh, He was a missionary and he's somebody who I remember every time he used to tell us that uh, when I was when I was still a very young kid is that the best thing in life that you always see and that would always be satisfaction is that when you help somebody, uh, it's like when you help somebody get out of hunger. So when when what he meant by that is that you actually this particular person, if they have a certain situation, get to show them how to get to do it so that the next time they'll be able to get to help themselves. You know, it's like when somebody can't, you know, lifting somebody up, That, that is, that's a big satisfaction because when you're getting to see this person move, yes, and then you know that you've done a great thing. And to me, I believe I use that all along, you know, at any given time, I always want to make sure that I get to lift, you know, the people that I deal with, and to lift them up because, and again, knowing that where they've come from, they've come from a situation where they were really down and kind of beaten up literally and many different ways. So yes, I would credit my grandfather for that.
0: Well, Harold, thank you so much for joining me on OHSU Week. Yes. Thank you so much, Josh.
1: Thank you guys. And thank you everybody for
0: that. Yes. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced by Choretta Long and Bennett Dew. I'm Josh Anderson. Thanks for joining us.